Wow, welcome back to the Up Your Alley podcast. This is your host, Allie Schlang. And it has been a few weeks for the three of you who listen. You may have noticed that there have not exactly been weekly episodes as I have previously promised. And for that, I apologize. Um, I'm not going to get into like some giant dissertation about what happened, but time got away from me. I thought I would take a break and then I, it was not as easy to get back into as I thought it was going to be, but I am here now and hopefully that's all that matters. So, um, yeah, this is the part when I say I don't, um, sorry about that. So this is first of all, something that you guys will not know until I tell you, and I'm about to. Um, But this is the first episode that I am actually listening to myself play back in my ears as I speak. And I record in GarageBand, and it's like an option when you're picking your input and your output. And there's a box you can check that says, I want to hear my instrument as I play and record. And I was like, oh, that sounds so lyrical and cool. Like my voice is my instrument and I want to hear it while I play it and record it. And it's actually really disorienting and pretty disconcerting because I'm not the biggest fan of my own voice. And it's like echoing a half second behind in my AirPods. So it's very strange, but um, I know it's something that's not detectable to you guys at all. Uh, But if there's any sort of weirdness as far as my speech goes, this episode, we can attribute it to the playback that's happening. Uh, All the other episodes, those are just my my shortcomings in terms of speech and creativity and just being a human because I do have many shortcomings in those three aforementioned areas and they sometimes are evident after I have spoken or tried to say something. But in this case, this week, if anything sounds weird as it's coming out, please be aware that the reason for that is because I am hearing myself as I'm saying it and then also just after I'm saying it. And it's like I'm trying not to be too focused on what I'm hearing back. And it actually doesn't sound as bad as I thought it was going to sand, sound, sand, sound, um, which is just alarming. But uh, yeah, so that's happening. And for this episode, I am attempting to have, a, I guess, like a more brief episode I think I'm going to try to make this about 30 minutes. Um, And my previous, I think I've been like 45-ish. So I'm going to try to cut this right at half an hour. And I am going to, let's see. So I recently, well, no, I can't say recently because it's been way too long since I have tried to engage via Instagram. Uh, And I do mean try. Uh, There was no succeed there, really, for all intents and purposes. I don't know why, but you guys do not want to talk to me on Instagram. Uh, And that's, you know, it's something I've expressed before. I think it was this last episode that I released about a month ago. Um, And I think I did a little like, you know, beating a dead horse with that shtick and that joke in that episode. But for real, it's not a joke. Like you guys do not want to talk to me and you don't talk to me. Um, Actually, I have to say that I've been not only absent from 
posting episodes, but I have not been logging into my Up Your Alley Instagram. So I can't exactly say with full veracity necessarily that there has been no attempted interaction from any of my listeners because if there has been I wouldn't know because I have not logged in in as long as it's been since I've uploaded an episode which is bad very bad um, for somebody who's trying to you know have a podcast so to speak so but I'm gonna assume that if I were to log in I really have essentially no missed interactions there. And my point being, uh, I believe about a month ago-ish, I had loosely asked, I guess, or maybe done a poll or a story about the fact that it's been a year officially since I got scammed via Craigslist for Ariana Grande tickets. And I was wondering if anyone was curious and should I tell this story on the podcast, I think. And I think I maybe got like Angie responding saying, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Because she's like my biggest fan. So thank you, Ange. Um, Love you. Also, that reminds me, before I launch into the story, I do want to formally apologize to two people by name. That is Stacy and Angie, because those two people, uh, they did their due diligence as, I guess, fans, listeners, friends, just, you know, good people. And they tried to hold me accountable. And they did come after me asking where the episode was as I had requested. So thank you, gals. Uh, I let you down. And I let myself down really too. But um, I just really want to say that I've, I honestly do appreciate um, that you guys both separately reached out and tried to make me do what I said I was going to do and what I begged for your help in making me do. It didn't result in me doing that. Uh, as we saw in the four week lapse, it might have even been five weeks at this point that time is just slipping away from me in the most dangerous fashion. But that's okay. So and I am sorry, ladies, um, I Well, I don't know what just happened, but something did, and I don't like it. Okay, let me, hang on, I'm sorry if, oh, no, 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 this isn't it. Okay, I need to go change this. Oh, I don't know if I can. Okay, I don't know. I'm talking to myself, you guys, and I don't know what I'm doing, so we're just going to roll with it and keep going. Don't worry about it, okay? I have worried enough and I will continue to worry enough for both of us and then some, okay? So sorry, Stacey and Angie for basically lying to you. Um, And I really owe an apology to myself because I have not been upholding my end of the bargain with myself. So self, we cannot, we cannot continue on this way. This is not healthy and this is not what we really actually want. So we are going to do what we need to do and what we really want to do going forward. And that's just that. Okay. So, okay. And now that I've got my piece out, I am going to kind of give an abbreviated version of what happened when I got scammed last year on Craigslist for Ariana Grande tickets. Yes. Um, So the thing about me that you need to know is that I get very obsessive about music. 
I listen to it very cyclically and very obsessively. And I go through waves and just periods of time where that is just literally the only thing I listen to on loop, whether it's maybe a small collection of artists or one artist or just a particular album. Um, I've always been like this and then I get burnt out on it. And it doesn't mean that I don't like them anymore. It just means that I can't really listen to them. And basically what I've learned while analyzing this pattern that I seem to exhibit is that I can't listen to music just casually. Uh, and and another thing you need to know about me is that listening to music for me, I think I've mentioned this and possibly in my Billy episode, listening to music is an event for me. It's not just something that it cannot just be on in the background. This is not just something that you do just anywhere or with other things going on as well, or usually even with other people. For me, it is an intensely personal and very emotional thing. And I know that sounds kind of corny and also trite because, I mean, everybody has very emotional, personal connections to music. And that is what is so amazing to music. Um, amazing about music rather. But um, for me, like, it's basically like reading a book. It is the equivalent of reading a book to me. And so last year, at, at this time last year, I was, I was going through it with Ariana Grande in particular. And I was resistant to it, very hesitant to become a fan, to admit that I was a fan eventually. Uh, I hated it on her for a really long time. And I won't get into the reasons why. But she is extremely talented as far as vocalists go. And she has so many hits that are just so fucking catchy, whether you like it or not. And I do like it. I do. I fully do. I like Ariana Grande a lot. Um, In fact, so much that uh, where I was working at this time last year, everyone knew about my fanfare for her. And uh, she was coming to Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. And I had a person who was a sort of connection that I was waiting until the last minute to see if their connection would yield tickets for me to the show. Uh, It was not it was never a sure thing. And I was going to be grateful, like no matter what happened, because they don't have to do this. And, you know, whether it it happens or it doesn't, it sold out really quickly and the tickets were pretty expensive. So I didn't get them the traditional way. So it was like the day before the show and I ended up hearing from my plug that they did not have anything for me. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for letting me know. Um, And kind of downtrodden about it, I guess, sort of dejected and disappointed. And I had mentioned that to somebody at work and someone at work said that he had a Facebook friend who was planning on taking his like preteen aged daughter to this show and had two tickets to it. But he didn't know that Ariana Grande's musical style and performance style and personal style had sort of evolved to what it kind of is now. He thought she was still like the bubblegum pop princess, like kind of the victorious character um, or whatever. I don't know, cat. I think that little like Disney girl that she played and all just like the younger stuff, like when she was, you know, up and coming a couple years ago. And she 
her music is quite mature now, especially in comparison. Uh, and so he just, he didn't feel comfortable taking his daughter anymore. And last minute, like these tickets were for sale. So the guy that I worked with was like, do you want me to see if they're still available? Like, do you want them? And I'm like, I will have to consult with the one and only person that I would con into dragging along with me to coming to this because I don't really have any other fellow Ariana Grande super fans who have availability last minute like that, who have an interest that is big enough, deep enough, uh, or if, if anybody is in my personal life who likes Ariana Grande on this level, uh, you need to make yourself known because I don't currently know of you. But anyway, I'm talking about Angie because Angie is the best concert companion and best friend that you could have. She's always down for, you know, a good time. And she likes Ariana Grande. She's by no means like obsessed. And I don't think she like knows her like newer stuff really. But um, I just didn't know what her budget sort of allowed for since she's not a fan on the same level that I am. And I had to confer with her because, you know, this guy was selling the tickets for, you know, a a nice pretty penny. He bought them for an expensive price right out and he didn't want to, you know, lose money and there's a demand for it. So he could do that. So I asked Angie and she was like, yeah, like, you know, sure. That's, that's cool. Like I'll pay that, you know, let the guy know, see if they're still available. And I think like it was the day of the show and I let him know that, you know, we were interested. Can you please still see if they're, if they're available? And uh, he came back to me about 30 minutes later and told me that they had been sold via Facebook and they were not available. Now this event had changed my mindset and got me thinking that I am going no matter what. I don't know if it's going to be via this or via another way, but like there is actually no cost too high at this point because I had sold myself internally on having this experience and I was damned if I was going to miss out. So I started getting desperate and that is never a good thing, but particularly not in this case. So I started looking at websites like I want to like StubHub, I think I looked at and uh, there's another one too, not Fandango because that's like movie tickets, but um, something else. And people had ridiculously priced tickets that I just, there was a price too high it turned out because I couldn't pay that. You know, I couldn't pay the asking price for some of these. And some of them were like, just, I don't know, like, seats that I wouldn't want like they were too close and that's also why they were so expensive I just couldn't you know so then I started looking at places like um, Craigslist and by places like Craigslist I mean Craigslist and uh, there were a lot of posts and I'm like a really big skeptic and I don't ever trust anyone ever and I'm not like a fool I don't like throw my money away um a lot of these posts looked really, really bad just from the get go from the jump. They looked really obviously fake. But I did message a few people who had like 313 area codes or local area codes to here. And I inquired and I would ask things like, can you take a screenshot of the tickets in your Ticketmaster app and like send it to me? And they would like stop responding, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, this is a scam, like not going with this. Well, then I got in touch with a person who had two tickets, he said, to the Ariana Grande concert that night at Little Little Caesars Arena, Little Cedars Arena. Um, And 
he was a trucker who was stuck out of town and he therefore could not um, make it to the concert. Um, now, this is the part where I say, I don't want ya. I'm stronger than I've been before. Um, just kidding. My AirPods are going to die, so I need to do something really quick. Hang on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm the worst podcaster alive. Oh, my God. Okay, so I just um, put my AirPods in their case to charge, and I can't hear myself anymore, which is actually better and good, and I'm never going to click that box again when I start recording an episode because it is seriously the worst decision I've ever made as a podcaster. And yes, I am including the decision uh, to not upload a new episode for like five weeks in a row too. It's even worse than that. So uh, but that's pretty bad. So anyway, like I was saying, um, yeah, this, this is the part where most people would start to be like, wait a minute, like that sounds like kind of a ridiculous premise. There's a trucker and his name is Clay. I haven't mentioned that yet. His name is Clay and he's stuck out of town and that's why he can't go to this Ariana Grande concert like Allie. And I've told this story to many people in the year that it has been since this all happened and they've all had the same response at the divulging of these details about Clay, the seller, the alleged seller. And I know. I mean, all I can say is that my brain was clouded because I was desperate. And um, I mean, I literally that's I mean, it was a total lapse in in critical thinking, I get like and, and I was I was somewhat skeptical. And I even said to him, like in the messages, I was like, yeah, like I just I don't, you know, want to be scammed. Um, and then he proceeded to scam me. So it's like, <laughs> OK, uh, so what happened is he told me that the, the tickets were $200 each. So it'd be 400 bucks for both of the tickets. I asked Angie if she was willing to pay that. And she said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well I am too. But I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Like, I need to know that you actually have these tickets though. Like, can you take a screenshot of them? And he sent me this really like obviously doctored screenshot and it didn't look good. And I was like, I'm not so sure about this, but he started playing the game with me that I guess, you know, probably a lot of scam artists play. That's like, I have people who are like, interested in these so like if you want these you need to like tell me soon because I'm gonna and and time is whittling away Uh, now I'm at work also while all of this is happening and luckily I had some supervisors and bosses who were gracious and it was like a it was a slow day and I wasn't um skiving off my work duties like to tend to this quest for tickets by any means I was just doing like both at the same time and they knew that this was going on and the whole office was wrapped with you know suspense of what's going to happen is she going to get these tickets and people were weighing in you know don't do this like Craigslist is always a scam then I had people oh I've had successful ticket transactions on Craigslist like so you might be okay I don't know and I'm like I just you know, I don't know. So it came down to what what happened is he called me, this guy called me on the phone and we talked for a few minutes. And he said that he could have Ticketmaster call me if I would like. And would that make me feel better? And I mean, I was thinking like, what? Like, how could they? I mean, how did they know? I don't, I don't really my this is very disjointed. Um, I'm sorry about that. I hope that everything that I just previously said like was audible through the microphone but um anyway I was like I guess you could have Ticketmaster call me like okay so this guy 
had a number, an 800 number, call my cell phone that when you Google the 800 number that it was, it's the Ticketmaster customer service number. So like it was not real, but this girl, I talked to this girl and she was like, yeah, like I just to verify like these tickets and like, you know, yeah, it's two of them and they're, you know, whatever. So like, I mean, this guy was kind of practiced, like I think in scamming, like it wasn't just like, I was like, oh, here, have, have the money, you know, like, but it, I've never been scammed before and I've never tried to buy anything off of Craigslist or tickets specifically off of Craigslist. So like, I, j- I didn't know like some of the, the tricks of the trade, I guess. And I just, I, I knew that it was a gamble the whole entire time. Like I can tell you that too. I never, ever thought, oh, this is like a sure thing. Like I knew for sure that when I transferred the $400 to him, which I did do via Zelle, the app Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E, which I do not recommend because it's not a secure app at all. And um, there is absolutely no way like to get money back because what they say, like they say that their security is do not transfer money to somebody that you do not know. And right before you transfer it, like you add the person, you know, whoever it is. And then before you transfer, like it says, like, are you sure? Like, do you know this person? And you have to hit yes or no. And I mean, I didn't know this guy, but like I knew that I had to say yes and to send him the money, you know. And so I don't know. I some people like get it automatically through their bank, like Bank of America, I think is associated with Zelle and maybe some others, too. And but it's just like it's not Venmo. It's not PayPal. And even if it were one of those two, like I'm sure that people still scam on those two but this is like a lesser known one and I think it's a lot easier for them to like you know get through those loopholes so anyway yeah like I he basically was like shit or get off the pot like if you want these you need to tell me now and it was like getting really close to 5 p.m which is when my shift was over and then the show was at like seven or eight or something downtown so like I had to like make a move, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to send this money. And I know that when I send this, there's a chance that I may not get tickets in return. And what happened is I sent the money to him and I did not get tickets in return. (laughs) Um, That's basically like the long and short of it. Like he literally my heart was pounding and people in the office were like watching me because they they were like I don't oh my god Ellie like don't do it and I'm like I'm, I'm doing it I am I'm doing it uh and I did it and then the tickets did not get transferred to my Ticketmaster account because there were not tickets available uh this was a scam there were never tickets available this was a bad guy and you know what I have to be honest I the thing that hurt me the most about this situation is not the loss of the $400. Now, granted, now that I'm unemployed and in the middle of, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and the economy is at an all-time low and has basically come to a screeching halt, uh, I I could really use that $400 right now. So, um, but you know what? I'm also making it just fine without it. And I have made it just fine without it for the past year and I will forevermore. So it's totally cool. Uh, I mean, whatever. That is not what bothers me the most. What bothers me the most about this is that I did not get to see Ariana Grande in concert like I really and so, so, so badly thought I was going to and wanted to. That's what I was the most upset about. Like I thought I was going to have this experience and I did not have that experience. Uh, And also on top of that, like a bad person got money you know, to go do probably not great things with. Like, so I'm like, shit, like I don't, you know, I would have rather donated $400 to, you know, the human rights campaign or fucking something, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. But, you know, instead I donated it to uh, a bad guy named Clay. And I don't even believe that that's probably his real name. So yeah, I mean, that's what happened. Uh, Then actually I went to the casino and, um, 
won $200. So like net netted 200 plus. I left when I was 200 up. So I look at it as I actually only lost $200 that night, even though going to the casino was also another giant gamble because even though I didn't like spend a whole lot of money that night and I did end up winning $200, uh, there was not a guarantee that that was going to happen. And I could have potentially lost even more. And a lot of people have also pointed out that um, there might be, there's a little bit of a fallacy in logic there. Like after you basically take a, a huge um, gamble and lose $400, like you probably should not go and gamble more money away. Um, but I did. That is what I did because Angie and I wanted to have a fun night in Detroit. Okay. And it was a Friday night and we couldn't think, I don't know. We were just like, couldn't think of a better thing to do. I was like, I'm let's just go. Like I literally had been to the casino one time before in my life prior to that. And it, I don't count it. Um, because it just like wasn't real and doesn't count. So and we're not even going to talk about that because there's nothing to talk about. So that was essentially my first time like at the casino, like truly formally, like playing games and whatnot. And I mean, I had a really good time. But like, I, I just I felt sound with my relationship with gambling. Um, despite you know, the the questionable gambling choices that I made that day, I did. I justified it in my head. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And if I didn't have this money to lose, I wouldn't be spending it. And I feel secure in that choice, you know. And that was true. That was ultimately true, which is why, you know, even though, sure, like, great. Like, would I love to have that money back right now? Yeah. Would it have been wonderful if I hadn't had to lose that that day? Yeah. And I didn't have to. It was by a, you know, a bad choice that I made, a bad judgment I made and bad um, behavior on that man's part, but I did. And, you know, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that was probably very enthralling to listen to, but maybe it was. And if it was, you know, feel free to let me know. I, I do have an Instagram account and you won't be vying with many people for my attention. If you would like to get in touch with me, um, please do by all means, because I am very lonely and quarantine is getting to me. It is eating me alive. And I would love to hear any feedback, good, bad, or anything in between at this point. I mean, seriously, like we could do the roast of Ali Schlang in my DMs if you want. Um, I am really trying to work on my self-esteem just on a personal note. And so that's probably really destructive in terms of my psychological goals. But that is how desperate for human contact and uh, Instagram interaction I am. I mean, come roast me if you want. I don't care. Like, give me something. Give me anything because it's just I am shriveling up over here. Um, But so I am currently I'm looking at my time little timetable thing right now. And it says I'm at 27 minutes. So it is time for me to wrap up with a rant. It's been a little while since I've done this, but guys, there are new CDC recommendations and guidelines out there about face coverings and masks and scarves when you're in public, when you're in places that are enclosed where social distancing measures are not reasonably able to be upheld. And I have to rant for a quick minute about people I have seen in public who have masks, but they're not covering their faces and the parts of their faces that they're designed to cover fully or in the correct way. And I just wonder why I 
I don't, I know I'm not the first person to notice this or to remark on this, but I cannot understand why you would wear a mask in public if you're not going to wear it to cover your face and your nose. If you're going to wear it underneath your nose, so that your nostrils are exposed and your mouth is the only thing that's covered. Don't wear it at all. If you're going to wear it around your ears, but under your chin, like a chin strap, don't wear it at all. And these are also the people I've noticed who tend to go the wrong ways down the aisles. They've tried to put tape. They've tried to put signs in a lot of these aisles to make them one way so that you're not crossing paths and airways with all these other people. And these people, they just, they, their heads are in the cloud. I mean, I don't know what is, what is it going to take? I just, it's why, why are you wearing that? I want to run up to them and rip it off them and just pin them down and get in their space and invade that six foot wall and just say, why are you doing this? But I don't because I think that's illegal. And even if it's not, it's very discouraged as far as staying six feet away from people right now. And I don't wonder that badly because I'm not putting myself at risk even more. And I'm going to continue to try to, you know, assume that if I am an asymptomatic or a pre-symptomatic carrier of this disease, that I'm trying to protect, you know, the people out in the world who are not me from transmitting it from me to them, which is the whole point of the recommended face coverings and even required face coverings in certain settings or states, by the way, too. It's not because it's going to have an impact on, you know, what you possibly contract. It's because if you have something in your droplets, it's going to make it less likely that it could be transmitted to other people, something that you might not know you have. So look into it. Please do yourself a favor and look into it. Uh, and if you're going to wear a face covering in public, please do it completely and correctly or don't do it at all. You're a buffoon and an embarrassing representation of the human race if you are out there with a mask that is dangling around your ears instead of covering up your mouth and your nose. Come on. Why do you even have that then? I don't understand. Are people who like, I've seen people touching it. They're taking it off. They're moving. They're sliding it up. They're sliding it. What are you doing and why? I j mm. Okay. This has gone on for far too long. I am, my blood pressure is rising steadily and I need to upload this before I chicken out and just make it a six week lapse or an eternal lapse of posting period. So thank you very much for listening. Please stay safe, stay informed and stay inside. Or if you go outside, please stay the fuck away from everybody else. Keep your mouths and your noses covered. God damn it. I don't know what the big question mark and the roadblock of, uh, uh, comprehension is with some of these people, but maybe we can bust through it together. Maybe we can make them see the light. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Instagram at up your alley podcast, and that's a L L I E because I mean, is there any other way to spell that? And my personal Instagram is also available to be followed or interacted with. Although I do not, um, make like posts super regularly. I do, you know, I've been reposting memes to my stories um, every day or so. So, you know, you get a taste of my sense of humor and stalk me and see what I used to look like and see what I look like now. Uh, that Instagram handle is at Allie, Shh, that's A-L-L-I-E-S-C-H. And uh, it is time for Allie to shh now. So thank you very much for listening. And I will be posting next Friday, whether I like it or not. Okay. And I know you guys won't like it, but, um, well, I mean, hopefully one of you does. I don't know. Thank you, Jamie, for listening. Thank you, um, Angie for listening. <laughs> and of course, anybody else who listens, I love you. Talk to me. Uh, and I'll be back. Bye.